Welcome to the weekday Q&A with your host, Ryan Kennedy, where I answer questions submitted by our listeners like yourself. These short daily episodes cover a wide variety of topics to help bring you strategies, tools, and insights to optimize your health and better your life. Now on to today's episode. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. This is your host, Ryan Kennedy, and today's topic is what is the best form of exercise for optimal health? And there's no real right answer for this. I'm gonna kind of go through the best types of exercise, in my opinion, um, but the quick answer is the type of exercise that you'll do. Something you, you actually enjoy that's actually sustainable and that won't get you injured. So I'm gonna go through a few little nuances here, but. The bottom line is sustainability is the most important factor when it comes to crafting and designing a good exercise program. Now, I'm not a big fan of chronic cardio. I've spoken about this in the past when it comes to marathon running and long distance cycling and doing triathlon type training because it's this chronic uh, steady state cardio that's really tough on our joints. It really is not an effective way for fat burning. It actually can lower testosterone and disrupt your hormonal balance. And it's just not the most efficient way to exercise. I mean, spending hours and hours pounding the pavement, it's not sustainable for most folks. And while it will get you in a great mental state, I think there's amazing mental health benefits to this steady state cardio and getting you into a flow state and relieving uh, stress and anxiety and depression and giving you those endorphins for that quote unquote runner's high. When it comes to your long-term health, I don't think that's the best strategy. Humans have evolved to be hunter-gatherers, right? With the ability to walk long distances, sprint short distances to get away from, you know, predators and to, you know, kind of run away from things that are trying to attack us and use our strength to lift heavy things, to build things, to throw objects. Those are the main characteristics of how the human body has evolved biologically. And so when we take this into account, it's very important when formulating an ideal movement or exercise program is keeping these three basic functions in mind. So the three movements, three forms of movement that I prioritize when I'm designing an exercise program for someone in my practice and I'm working with one-on-one, -on -one, when I'm designing exercise programs for my courses, uh, for my students, as well as for myself, I, I incorporate low-level physical activity this is low impact, things like walking, hiking, paddling, maybe some mellow bike riding. Um, I So that's the first category. Second category is some sort of interval training, high intensity interval training where you're doing short intense sprints followed by long periods of rest. And this can be done on the bike, this can be done on uphill sprinting, this can be done in the pool. One of my favorite ways to do HIIT training is sprinting in the water because of the lack of impact and the low potential for injury. There's a lot of ways you could do it. You could even do it with body weight exercises, battle ropes, all sorts of things, pushing a sled. And then the third category would be resistance training. This would be lifting weights, body weight exercises, bands, kettlebells, all that sort of good stuff. So these three forms of exercise cover most of your bases of targeting the different energy systems in the body and also boosting your overall function and performance. One of the people I really like in the health space is a guy named Dr. Peter, Peter Atia, and he talks about the Centenarian Olympics. Like, what types of exercise can I do now so that by the time I'm 100, 
I can complete these basic tasks of daily living. Things like carrying groceries in from the car, things like lifting a suitcase overhead into an airplane compartment, things like lifting up your grandchild or maybe great grandchild by that time. These are the types of things I like to keep in mind as well as what makes me feel good. You know, quality of life, what gives me the best increase in energy, mental clarity, mood, all these different things that really at the end of the day, that's what matters. That's what counts in life is how we feel. Yes, we all want to look good. Yes, we want to live a long time, but it's about feeling good day to day. And so I'm a big fan of efficiency because I run a full-time functional medicine practice. I have a relationship. I like to get out into nature and take time away from the computer. And so I don't do hours and hours and hours of exercise each week. And I really incorporate exercise that I enjoy. So a good training protocol should be extremely efficient. Otherwise, it's just not going to be sustainable. Most people work 40 hours a week. They have a family to take care of. They have all sorts of other obligations. And so time restraints are serious. And so if you have a great training protocol, but it's extremely time consuming or it's just soul crushing, it's not going to be effective long term. It's not going to be sustainable. So I've realized that I get far better results in myself and the patients I work with by spending less time training, but training smarter really dialing in various other lifestyle factors that are really come into play. So with those three forms of exercise, I think resistance training is one of the most important. The importance of muscle mass can't be overstated in terms of longevity. It's really the muscle or the organ of longevity is is our skeletal muscle mass, such a close relationship to our endocrine system, our cardiovascular health, our metabolic health with how we regulate insulin and, and carbohydrates. And I just can't say enough about how good it is for increasing bone density, decreasing uh, potential as we age from just sarcopenia, which is muscle loss, but also just being frail, being weak, being incapable of doing basic things. So resistance training is definitely key and finding resistance training that's safe and effective. And that doesn't mean doing crazy CrossFit workouts where you're flinging barbells way over your head and competing with the guy next to you. That's not the way that resistance training should be done, in my opinion. I think there's a time and place for that. And it's all good if that's your if that's your thing. It's just such a high injury potential. I really like using bands, free weights, cable machines, uh, as, as well as things like kettlebells and less conventional uh, weights because they just really bring a lot more activation to your stabilizing muscle groups. So one more thing I'll close on with kind of saying, you know, resistance training, very high up, basic movement, low impact, going for walks, that simple. Go for a walk in the morning for sunrise, get that morning sunlight, as I've talked about many episodes in the past. Go for a walk after dinner, soak up the sunset, you know, get that good postprandial digestion and glucose uh, management by doing a little movement after that. Uh, and then as far as interval training, mix it in once a week, maybe twice a week, where you're just going hard. For me, it's on the assault bike. I do three rounds of 20-second intervals. That's it. 20 seconds of work, followed by about two minutes of rest. I repeat that three times. A total of one minute of actual working out. About six minutes of rest. We're talking about a seven-minute workout. And it is incredible how good you feel and how much it stimulates your mitochondria, helps accelerate fat burning, gives you just such a good mental edge from so many variables. So I love doing that once or twice a week. Um, I do resistance training personally, very short workouts, about 15 or 20 minutes. And if you wanna learn more, you can go um, to actually my website, uh, ryankennedyhealth.com forward slash training 
I want to say training masterclass. I don't have the URL in front of me, but I put together a free training masterclass for this specific reason, which I will put into the show notes and I will include a link. So if you're watching this on YouTube, look below the video. If you're listening to it on the podcast, look into the podcast show notes. I'll put a, a link into my men's training masterclass. It's completely free to really help you take your resistance training to the next level. And I'll also put a link to my women's training masterclass. There's two separate ones. And that's really going to serve you in terms of finding efficient and effective ways to get your resistance training in. Uh, one more thing that's important to note is the, the, uh, the importance of variability. You know, when you begin a new exercise regimen, people typically see great results at the beginning. But over time, their levels of soreness, their performance, their muscle gains, they begin to diminish. You know, you plateau. Very common in the fitness space and in the exercise space. And so then the people move on to the newest, latest, greatest exercise program or piece of equipment and you get great results again. And it's not usually that the new exercise program or device or equipment was so great, but rather the hormonal optimization that's driven by the adaptation of that new form of exercise. That's what provides great results is the adaptation response and how that optimizes us from a hormonal standpoint and really helps us to get stronger, better looking, and, be and better functionality. And so this is why I'm constantly mixing up my workouts and training modalities for myself and, and the people I work with to provide the best results. And ultimately it doesn't have to be a brand new workout, completely different. It could just be a, a change in the angle of your exercise. So maybe you do a little change in the angle of your chest press, or maybe you do a different type of resistance. Instead of doing a dumbbell press, you use a barbell or you use cables. Uh, or in the example of a lower body exercise, maybe instead of doing regular lunges with, you know, holding some weights, you do like a Bulgarian split squat where you're doing more deep lunges. Or maybe you do, you know, just, you know, side lunges. There's a lot of ways to vary up little things that make a big difference. And so bottom line here, folks, mix up your exercise routine, target different fuel systems. You're going to experience the best when it comes to hormonal optimization, when it comes to functionality, when it comes to quality of life and when it comes to longevity. So thanks for tuning in today's episode. I will see you tomorrow with our next weekday Q&A. And if you're liking these little short segments, you're gaining from these, you're getting value from these videos, from these episodes, leave me a quick review, quick feedback. I love to hear from my listeners. Love to hear where you think I can improve, what you're benefiting from. And of course, you can submit your own question for future episodes at ryankennedyhealth.com forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, please share it along to anyone else you believe it can serve. You can submit your own question to be answered on the show by going to ryankennedyhealth.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the show. Your feedback helps to support me on my mission to positively impact as many people as possible with this information. Please note, the information depicted in this episode is purely for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine.